Would you like to be able to start conversations like a pro? Take The Sunday World, your daily dose of what's going on. Do not consume The Sunday World if you're involved in a drug cartel, you're a politician with something to hide, or you've appeared on a reality TV show and care about others' opinions. Consume The Sunday World responsibly. Always read the stories, gossip, and commentary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory. But boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. Barry Young obviously had a, a feared reputation, justifiably, but we heard quite a lot about his uh, his being racked with anxiety and his, his struggles. At one point he was afraid of leaving his own house because of a drug debt, as a result of drug seizures. Was, he couldn't get out of his house, he was so, so terrified. I think a lot of those guys are living like that. I'm Nicola Talent, and you're listening to Crime World, a podcast about criminals, drugs and the sins of the underworld in Ireland and across the globe. Sligo gang boss Barry Young ran a mob of 20 drug dealers and sent out enforcers to collect his debts, often smashing up homes for less than €500 owed. However, in his defence during a sentence hearing in the Special Criminal Court, where he's pleaded guilty to directing a criminal gang, he says that he was the one racked with anxiety as he sat atop a multi-million euro drug operation. Today, I'm talking with Niall Donald about how Young was caught with 22,000 WhatsApp messages discovered on his own phone, which gave a fascinating insight into how he ran his gang. This is Crime World, a podcast from sundayworld.com. The sentence hearing of Barry Young, the crime boss from Sligo, would give you a sense of be careful what you wish for. Yeah. He obviously wanted to take on, you know, the drug beat in Sligo and he got his opportunity when Patrick Irwin was jailed for seven years. He moved in there, got what he'd always dreamed of and whoa, wasn't great, was it? An empire of dust, is that what they say? Yeah, I mean, it it was, it was... he, Barry Young was obviously has pled guilty to directing a criminal gang um, and he was up for sentencing this week though they didn't give a final sentence but they went through the basic case against him and you know Barry Young obviously had a, a feared reputation just justifiably but we heard quite a lot about his uh, his being racked with anxiety and his, his struggles uh you know, to cope with living living the life as a as a notorious crime boss. Yeah. So, look, it was very interesting that we got a little insight into the structure of 
a crime gang like Young's because essentially it is a rural crime gang yeah. that's operating. They have overlords maybe in Dublin and the bigger gangs who've been about and are more powerful. They're suppliers in the area and he's top of the chain uh, of his group, which included 20 members, we're told, during the sentence hearing. And that's one of four groups operating in Sligo. If you took that as an average, you're talking about 80 you know, high-end yeah. drug dealers operating in the Sligo area alone. Yeah, it's 80, um, yeah, that's 80 full-time employees, I suppose. Yeah. If you want to look at business. it that way. Yeah, I mean, I think you really see how, uh, from the description there, which obviously Barry Young accepted and pled guilty to, um, you see really how these are, these rural crime gangs are really kind of franchises. You know, they have... Um, there supply drugs, which he, you know, you heard evidence about how there was people on top of him in Dublin. Um, he had 20 drug dealers working for him, all with their little patches. They were organized in cells. So other people amongst those 20, they didn't, everybody didn't know what each other was doing. Right. And then That's a Kinahan structure, if ever there was. 100% that's a Kinahan structure. And then you heard how, because he was part of this franchised business, that if he had trouble with debts, for example, he could call up the people on Dublin, in Dublin and they would send out a, a worker to deal with the problem that couldn't be connected necessarily to Barry Young. So he didn't have to use one of his 20 guys to collect debts. He could contract in. Right, somebody. an outsider, an enforcer. Yeah, and that was one of the benefits of being part of this this franchise, I suppose. Yeah. It's probably easier being, if you if you did take that job in a drug gang, being able to dip in and out and not have to live in the neighbourhoods yeah, of... Yeah where, you know, the people that you were strong arming for money. Yeah, I um, mean, there was a funny bit in it as well where he describes, you know, being wary of sending that guy out because he's a mental header ball, was yeah. the term used. So they were getting in these guys, one of them described as a Russian, these guys who have no connection with Sligo, and they'd just be sent down to, to, to yeah. smash up houses and everything. There was, so these were smaller debts? These are smaller debts, but, you know, and it said in court that, you know, the guards who were sort of relatively, uh, you know, gave some sort of favourable evidence to Barry Young, how he had a preference for not using violence to collect debts, however he would if he had to. So some of them were small for 500 euros um, or minor amounts like that, but he would call people in and on one occasion they describe how um, a house where young kids were present or were living in the house at the very least, um, a house was smashed up and then the the photos were sent to Barry Young's phone and that became part of the evidence then of of that of him directing this criminal gang. Because whatever else about having this very high power job in the wider criminal organisation, Barry Young didn't follow the rules of you know, what a lot of organised crime gangs would direct that you don't keep and store messages. His phone was an absolute treasure trove. Yeah. There was something like 15,000 messages not deleted, wiped or anything on it. Or else was it just the WhatsApp network? You can go and find them again. I don't know. I mean, yeah, he was using WhatsApp anyway. It didn't get into great detail about how 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 they were recovered. But he seemed to have been using WhatsApp, which of course are encrypted and... There is, they, you, you know, can put the disappearing thing on them now yeah. um, on WhatsApp, can't you? Because I get confused when I read can, a message and then I think, did I imagine that? Well, do you do are, that? When I, normal people put disappearing on their phones. Yeah, I do do that now. Yeah. Do you? Yeah, I do. I do. Not that anybody ever sends me anything interesting or no, I ever said. Yeah, because some of the, the stuff like you don't mind if it's it's sort of, you know, 
stuff that you can understand why it's yeah. disappearing. But it's people sort of say to you, uh, can I call it or can I meet yeah. you somewhere? And then I go back and look to see the time and it's gone. There's nothing there. Yeah. And I think I've imagined it or I've dreamed it. Yeah. And I don't show I, up. Exactly. Exactly. Well. So it's their fault, not mine. It, it is, of course. But I think I think what happened was they, they arrested him and recovered the actual device, in which case they were accessible once they had the device. Yeah. Rather than his phone. Uh, like that, they they recovered the messages through digital means. You yeah. know, I think they just got the answer. Just got the phone and everything yeah. was there. Um, and he, they said actually when he was arrested on his way to Spain that he was, the, his defense said he was delighted to be arrested. He was really happy and that was the end of it. He, he, all you the know, stress. All the stress was over. And every, you know, now every day he was trying to find peace with what he did, but he was delighted to have put it all behind him, you know. It's really unusual to hear that kind of evidence uh, go unchallenged in a court, especially in the special criminal court, um, because in the end of the day, Barry Young was and is a violent criminal who oh, yeah, has I mean, ruled, you know, with fear over the North the, sorry, the west and the northwest of the country and a significant territory. We have seen evidence or heard evidence during the sentence hearing that, you know, his tentacles reached up to, to Mayo and into Donegal, Leitrim. We know that he has connections with gangs in the north of Ireland. And it's obviously the Mr. Big Network. He's been working under as yeah. such in Dublin, a very dangerous, feared group of criminals. So it's kind of been a bit strange to hear this evidence of this guy living on his nerves, you know, running a gang of 20 and, and hoping for it all to end, hoping for the day that he, he, get goes to, he gets caught, goes to court and that he can, yeah. what, lie there and think of a new career? Yeah, I mean, it's a funny feature of Irish courts. I mean, we had this, of course, with uh, uh, Jonathan Dowdle as well, where, you know, if you just landed in a sentencing hearing and you heard the evidence given in the sentencing hearing and the guards didn't necessarily contradict some of the things that the defence were being saying. You would have imagined Jonathan Dowdle really to have been somebody who just inadvertently got caught up in this. Yeah. Of course, as the, as he went through the Regency trial, other perspectives were given. But I think it's part of the credit that is given. John, I mean, Barry Young pled guilty really, really quickly. Mm -hmm. um, there was no long protracted court battle. You know, he was arrested. I can't remember what date, but, you know, within a number of months, he had already pled guilty to the charge. Um, but when you see that there's 22,000 messages against him, yeah. you can understand that. That doesn't necessarily, in my world, maybe no. that's why I'm not in the special criminal court in the profession or nor am I judge, because to me that would be, I would see that as opportunistic almost because you're banged to rights and yeah. you're pleading guilty because you're trying to get... Yeah, I mean, shave they, off a few years, which, which is, of course, is in the interest of the state that people, if mm. they've committed crimes, plead guilty, plead guilty quickly. And, uh, you know, there is there has to be an incentive for people to not to put the the the, the state through a long protracted trial, yeah. obviously, as well. But with, with Barry Young, you heard um, there was specific evidence about drug seizures and cash seizures. But it was relatively small amounts. I mean, you, not necessarily small, but it, but really there was evidence of of drug uh, deals within a certain period of time of a certain amount. So they were talking about half a million pounds worth of drugs and one hundred and ten thousand pounds worth of cash. They were obviously the deals that were there in text messages found on the phone. 
whether other things had gone on before or not. Being luck, we all know that other things had gone on before and they weren't included as part of it. So maybe that's part of the evidence that's there. But it is, it is funny sometimes the sentencing hearing, you know, it can contradict. And of course, look, I would say, um, you know, I'd say that's why a lot of these guys, even at the very top of the criminal ladder, that's how they're living. They are living in a per state of permanent panic attack. Do you think? I really do, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there probably are a few complete, uh, as to use Barry's term, mental header balls yeah. who aren't, but yeah. I'd say most of them. And yeah. Barry Young, actually, um, there has been some other stories in a range of publications, some good stories about how sort of shy and quiet he was as a teenager and, you know, very polite to Gardy when arrested and all of that. So there probably are, are other sides to these guys. And he's that age we've spoken about again yeah. when you start to navel gaze and you sort of, you come out of that crazy 20s and you're sort of at an age, maybe you've kids, you're settling yeah. down and you're sort of looking you, towards the future. He's 38, of course. Um, you know, you kind of wonder what it is you've done and achieved. And I think that's really when sometimes they start questioning it. Was it all worth it and living like this yeah. and... What's, worry and yeah where's it gonna end like you know and employing 20 people is quite a lot of responsibility it is, it is, in it the is, normal world it is it is if things go wrong at all you yeah know? um and obviously if a debt isn't collected you can see there was a debt up the other way was there not they discussed there was and that that was at one point he was afraid of leaving his own house it describes where because of a drug debt that had resulted as a result of drug seizures. So, like, I think... That had that, been gone up to about half a million he owed. Yeah, but I can't remember the exact figure, yeah. but it was something like that, and it describes how he was he couldn't get out of his house. He was so, so terrified. I think a lot of those guys are living like that. I mean, they can't put that across. They can't be going around sharing their feelings with their 20 co-workers. Yes. But they are living like that. Or with like anybody that. else, because you show weakness in that world. Yeah. And you're done for. Yeah. I'm actually in communication with somebody at the moment who is... Probably, you know, certainly not in his 20s, shall we say, and has yeah. been a long time um, member of the criminal fraternity, yeah. who is definitely seeing, you know, regretting, I think, his earlier life, regretting where he is now, not seeing a way out, um, using a ferocious amount of cocaine mm. and living in just a constant whirl of binges, paranoia, coming down, having to make money, probably having to go back and apologise after the cocaine binges yeah. to many people. It is horrific. Yeah. There's a, like, I mean, where, where, how do you get off the train, I suppose? How do you get off? Like, exactly. which stop are you going to get off yeah. on? And that's, you know, it's hard for people to step off on it and until. all that I can see yeah. that this individual has is the designer T-shirts, the yeah. hats, the watches, Probably a car. I don't even know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the gear. And like, would you not get totally fed up of it? Yeah, but you, you, I mean, at what point do you step off, I suppose? If yeah. You're still, if they're still, you know, because they all owe money and they're all waiting for money to come in to pay off the other bit and all of that. Mm. So it's very hard for them to, to step off. And then exactly like if you've been a, you know, what are you going to do then? Mm. As I said, like, what are you, what, what are you going to do when you stop? Yeah. Are you going to get a job at McDonald's or go back to college or, do you know, all of those things can be uh, yeah. difficult. But, you know, funny, we, we laugh at that, the idea of the job in McDonald's. But yeah. that's exactly, I think, what um, this individual I'm talking to, and I've spoken to others yeah. as well like that, yeah. almost aspires and wishes they had done yeah. 
was yeah. that job in McDonald's and earned an honest living. Yeah. And if they'd got to this stage of their lives, they'd actually be able to enjoy life. Yeah. And they might be able to live permanently on a sun holiday, but they might yeah. be able to go for two weeks a year. Yeah. Yeah. And enjoy that, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, that's, look, that's, it, that's not to downplay the effect of what Barry Young did mm. and has been caught doing and has admitted doing, which is remember putting the fear of God into people over very, very small amounts of money. Yeah. So you can say he felt this way, he felt that way. And no doubt, I don't think that's a lie or untrue, but he certainly implanted that fear in others despite feeling it himself. Um, so I don't know if he deserves sympathy. Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. But it's certainly, uh, you know, when you look at these things. Um, He's not worried about looking like a sort of a sissy or anything in prison. Well, obviously. I don't know. I mean, that's not, <laughs> I don't that's know if people not use very, that term anyway. I, since I know the, that's not a very gangland word, <laughs> but like, you know, it is that sort of sense of tough guys. And I mean, going before the court and saying that you're terrorized, terrified, you were so delighted to be caught and uh, you were look, just living on your nerves. Is that OK? I don't know. Uh, mm. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's the woke world, Nicola. Maybe even yeah. criminals get to share their feelings without, uh, do you reckon? Without being judged. Now, there was no mention in during the sentence hearing of the other story up north that we're working on in a longer term project. But, um, our colleague Ken Foy has written that Barry Young, that the PSNI intend to extradite him. So he's safely in prison now. So the PSNI have all the time in the world yeah. to develop their case against him. But we do know that he is the individual identified during court proceedings. It's a little bit complex to try and keep it really, really simple. When Robbie Lawler was killed in April of 2020, um, there was a sort of a what was uncovered was what the PSNI say was a complicated plot to kill him involving criminals from the south and using criminals and others in the north. Um, the, the Dundons, members of the Dundon gang, Jared Dundon, Quincy Bramble and Nathan Killeen were arrested but released and allowed to travel back to the, the south on the day of the, of the murder. And the courts have insisted that they're not wanted going forward, even though you know, we would say that it looked like they were involved actually in a double cross. Well, yeah, but whether, yeah whether, whether they were involved or not, they certainly were. It certainly looks that way. And they were later found to be embedded with people who are suspected of ordering the murder. So, but in another part of the forest, two guys are charged in relation to the murder, not with actual murder, but with facilitating it. Charges related to that. Mm. Um, and one of them, Adrian Holland, it's been described that he travelled to the South and met a serious player in organised crime uh, in the run-up to this murder and it was there that the two of them sort of created this plot to kill. Now, that individual we know is been identified as Barry Young. Yeah. So, the PSNI may onward want him. The evidence that's been given during the sentence hearing about his sort of chaotic almost existence, how he owed dra drug debts, how he remained terrified and terrorised by other people and anxious could ultimately feed into that as well. Yeah, I mean, you didn't hear much about who, I mean, it, there was constant references, though, to the fact that he answered to other people uh, in Dublin. And there was one occasion where it described, uh, they described as a layer of criminals above him in Dublin. And on another occasion, they described how to enforce some of his debts, he was able to he 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 had said he could get guys from the north down 
So like we we know that Barry Young has deep connections up up there. Um, as I said, this is a kind of a snapshot of his criminal activity and his connections in the north are, are certainly uh, deeply embedded in there. Um, but yeah, like I mean, he he that that he he was named in in what was a, a bail hearing actually up in the north. Um, he was this meeting was referred to. It's not being tested in court. It's not being, um, you know, he hasn't, there's no defence given against it from Barry Young, obviously, but certainly seems to have met one of the people that is facing charges. And like anybody who may face charges in relation to a murder plot, the last place you want to be is the top of the tree. Yeah. You know, you you do always want somebody to be above you yeah. if you're going to be facing those serious charges, which are, you know, ultimately going could result if found guilty in life imprisonment. So, you know, in in circumstances where you're the person who's making the directions and organising it, that's the worst place you can possibly be. So I'm just saying it's interesting that a lot of this sort of, you know, paranoid, scared existence has been read into one sentence hearing and perhaps it could be useful for him in the future. Yeah, I mean, I think really what the case shows is the the reality of, of, of... drug dealing in, in rural Ireland and um, how it's become a really big business and how the network probably of controlled by the guy we refer to as Mr. Big seems to have these tentacles in, 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 in mid-sized towns across Ireland mm-hmm. where they have somebody set up who's in charge of, of doing business there, how there's big money to be made, you know, any, 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 middle-sized town now in Ireland has got a, a, a market for drugs and that this sort of franchise system sort of sells really seems to be something that, that the Mr. Big Network and his broad set of connections are really capitalised on. Certainly, um, the, the although the, the Kinnahan Network had very strong presence in places like Limerick, um, sort of some of that rural crime seems to have been left to other people mm. and they definitely seem to have people implanted like Barry Young in in major centres across Ireland. And of course it's a, gro- it's a growth basically probably more so than the the capital even though there's much more of a population in it it's it's really in those rural areas where they're seeing growth in the demand. Yeah. Um, I don't know whether you listened to an interview I did recently with Colin O'Gara from the John O'Gods he's head of addiction services there and he's talking about the, you know, the growth of men in their 50s and 60s tra- start, starting to yeah. use cocaine. Yeah. Start in, in, in places where it just wouldn't have been available before. No. And, and of and course, they're having a drink and they go, oh, okay. Yeah. And I mean, it's like, of course, did have a sort of an established, you know, gangland scene, but there's other towns, big, big to middle sized towns where mm. there would have been no, no competition and somebody can set up there and set mm. up their own little cell network and, and really make a lot of money and stay under the radar. So he is going to be sentenced in early July, I believe, and that'll just complete this case against him, the directing of a criminal organisation, which is a, a big charge, faces up to... I think you can get a life... Years? Well, yeah. you, can get a life, you can get a life sentence for it, I doubt yeah. he will in this case. I mean, he did have a large number of convictions. I think it was 81 previous convictions. So that really will stand against him. Some of them are And the money laundering, of course, because he wasn't only directing the gang, but he was directing the money laundering. There was evidence heard about... Uh, the type of businesses he set up and the bank accounts used, including some in Spain. Yeah, I mean, he had set up a couple of businesses, a car business, as as they all seem to do. 
and he also had a, a, a another business in Spain that was registered to his own name. Mm. So that'll all become a feature. But I think in in this case, there's a large number of previous convictions as well for drug for drug trade. So he'll, he'll he will serve a significant sentence in prison. I think there's no doubt about that. And the dismantling of his organization is interesting because, of course, there are more coming. Um, some of those gang members are also, presumably, they've also been caught by the WhatsApp yeah. messages and the Guardi have been able to establish exactly the structure of the gang and there'll be more and more of them coming before the courts. Yeah, there's a number of them facing charges already. Um, but yeah, it'll be it'll be dismantled, I suppose, mm. largely. And, uh, you know, it'll. It, but there will, there's no doubt somebody will be there to take their place anyway. For sure, I was just about to say that. You took the words... Out of my mouth. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Niall Donald. Thank you. You've been listening to Crime World, a podcast from Sundayworld.com, produced by Ian Mullaney and edited by me, Nicola Talent. Research assistant is Clodamini. If you like this show and love true crime, leave us a review. Or why not download the free Sundayworld.com app for lots more stories from Ireland and across the globe. Would you like to be able to start conversations like a pro? Take The Sunday World, your daily dose of what's going on. Do not consume The Sunday World if you're involved in a drug cartel, you're a politician with something to hide, or you've appeared on a reality TV show and care about others' opinions. Consume The Sunday World responsibly. Always read the stories, gossip, and commentary.